0: On Insightful Inspiration, Isabel Launderville chats with a mosaic of brilliant individuals that help shape the insights industry. We live stream episodes to LinkedIn, and you can listen on all major podcast networks. Join us and please subscribe so you won't miss our guests' insightful inspiration and hear what drives them and how they get inspired to be successful in the insights industry and beyond. Insightful Inspiration is brought to you by Sylvester & Co., an award-winning qualitative research firm with half a century of experience. Hello and welcome back to Episode 5 of Insightful Inspiration. Being client first is so important in the market research industry. It's what we do, it's what we live for, but it's also really important to our success. And so I really wanted this episode to deep dive into that. Hello, I'm Isabel Landreville. I'm President and Chief Insight Seeker at Sylvester Co. where we've been doing just that for about more than 50 years um today we're in for a treat um today um i think i've known this person for close to two decades at least 15 years for sure he's become a friend over the years um he has quite the career on the client side we're talking mundelees international Zappi, mcdonald's hershey unilever croft you name it he is now the founder and ceo of leo and dragon he also is the founder and CEO of jo- Joey Nordic Seed Crisps, which are just amazing. If you haven't had them yet, you have to try them. Um, he brings over 18 years of experience working both on the client side, on the um, agency side. And I thought he'd just be a wonderful to- a wonderful guest actually, tell us about what client first really means and how to do it um, in a sustainable way, systematically over such a long, period. So welcome to the show, Joseph Chang.
1: Hi, hi. so nice to see you and thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, I'm so excited to talk about this. So maybe we start with from the beginning. How about you tell us what is your definition of being client first?
1: Well, I find like it's all about understanding everything about the client. Yeah. Um, There's actually three areas that I tend to like um, think about like I like to think about really have a holistic understanding of the business I think that's really important and I think to focus because I my background is on consumer products and also food service and I have a very strong passion in those industries so like um and I bring that forward in terms of when I work on with clients work on my projects um the other piece is really understand the corporate culture I think it's really really important to understand like who are the players Um, Who does the client sort of work with Um, and also the way they understand sort of is the culture more like formal or is it more casual? So I I tend to sort of adjust my style and also my approach based on the corporate culture. Um, And then I really like to get to know my clients. I think it's like so important um, and really because I really like to like I like to enjoy my time when I'm working on projects and working with companies. So I really invest my time with my clients. Um, I want to build my relationship. I always feel very strong relationship with all my clients um, because at the end of the day, I want to be like a true business partner. Um, and and that's, how, that's how I sort of run the and Dragon as well. Like everything starts with the client, like without the client, that we don't have a business. So like, yeah. So I don't know. It's, what do you think? Uh, it's
0: like I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I yeah. always say I get up in the morning and to have the, to have even the privilege to do what we do and enjoy yeah. so much doing, we need clients without yeah, clients, exactly. without people who are actually going to trust us and want to work with us. We're nothing. We can't do what we want to do um, and enjoy so much. And so, How do you go about it? I feel like people buy from people. You're talking about, you know, building a relationship, Mm -hmm. getting to know the corporate culture, the context and all of that. How do you go about doing that? I find
1: like, um, I always start with the network because like I find like you, like you think you gravitate towards people that you have a strong, either some sort of relationship with in the past. Either you work with them in the past or like you have some sort of interaction with them. So I think like um, I always also start with the network and then like the network is to be people you actually like either like part of the market research or like consumer products like there's some affinity like within the next, the people that you sort of hang out with. So I think normally that's how I start, it's like, you know, within the network, like, um, and then you start sort of making, start making some of those, some kind of connections uh, with those folks.
0: Yeah. Has it ever happened that you and I mean, we buy from people and buy people buy from people and so forth and it's so human. But has mm-hmm. it ever happened to you where you've got a relationship, but something happens? You feel like that relationship is not where it needs to be. Not exactly. There's a shift There's something because it's so dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, has that ever happened to you? And sort of how did you get a sense for it? And what did you do?
1: Do you mean like, um, like after working with them or?
0: Well, either after working with them or maybe as you're working with them, there's a shift. Like there's this something where, oh, I'm tracking well and there's something, and then something happens. You're like, what was it? You missed a conversation, you missed something, something happened. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, I feel like I always like try to like just stay on top of the conversation and then like um like i try to like keep my clients really in the loop on the process either like you know um it was like a report that, or i'm doing some kind of synthesis on like data um i like to start so, um just checking with them like this is what i'm, what I'm thinking that's how i'm approaching a story so like um so more like just keeping like my client so involve and engage because i'm like we probably agree with this as well like you don't sometimes like there might be like a surprise like and then um at the end and then sometimes there, it seems like the there's like disconnect in terms of the expectation yeah so and that can do happen with projects there's, there's always some kind of either like a misunderstanding or miscommunication um but i find like you know if if we're constantly having that conversation And having that dialogue, I feel like just based on my experience, I think that that fiction tends to be like less. Not that it's always not there, but it tends to be a bit less.
0: Yeah. Do you find that doing things virtually so much more these days actually gives you more tools or maybe different tools to keep that engagement going?
1: Um i think it helps with the ongoing conversation so we can like because before i think before covid and we will try to like find time to meet in person and then without all these technology but now you can just like set up a zoom meeting or mst meeting very quickly and we just quickly have a face-to-face chat so i find like it just i think it streamlines the whole communication and make it more spontaneous and, um, yeah, I actually really appreciate that. Yeah. with
0: really
1: technology. Yeah.
0: You've been on both sides. You're you've joined my side, so to speak when you founded, Leo. um, but you were on the client side for such a long time. Is there something about being on the other side of the client side that you ha- that you brought with you on the Leo and, and dragon side that is helping you be client first?
1: um Yeah, it's really more understanding like what, so how clients are planning to use the information, and then like um, yeah, so like how they plan to use it, like where does the information gonna go, like who are those audience. So I tend to think about like um like how I can so it's based on the outcome, like how I can approach, and also the timeline. There's a specific deadline that to try to fulfill. So like um yeah if i can get a better sense on that and i sort of put that client hat on just to really understand like no yeah who who, where is this information gonna go how are they going to make decisions so like that actually you think about that in advance and then so like it's a tater sort of the approach you know so like uh the output as well because i want to make sure that the client doesn't have to do extra work so i mean like at the end sometimes you receive reports like oh my god i have to like reject this but should you see like you know are they you see the audience like very senior leaders like maybe I can I just like streamline so they like five to ten slides only, and then like but I also deliver something else separately where like you know, if somebody want more time to go through the data they can do that. So I try to do that. that's all how I approach it now. Just putting that client hat yeah. on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I feel I don't know. So we've been at this for closely about the same amount of time. Yes. And I do feel like that that notion of keeping the client engaged and not going away for two weeks, let's say, yes. and completely isolating yourself yes. to build lines and then come back with something. I do feel this notion of back and forth, and this is kind of the story, and this notion of mm-hmm. collaboration is so much easier. I feel like people yeah. want that these days, mm-hmm. don't they? Yeah. Do you, is uh, that your experience as well? Oh yeah, I
1: totally agree, yeah. Yeah. And I think people just like, you know, they, they like to, I think people like to be informed and they like to check in. Yeah. They actually appreciate that. So I have client actually mentioned to me that, Oh you know, I really appreciate you checking in with me on this. Yeah. So I think that they like to be more in a loop even like, you know, like some people didn't ask for it, but like, I think just nice to receive something that, Oh, here's like quick update where we are. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think there's something about collaboration that's so much easier these days than, yeah. than, than before. Um, there's something I like some
1: what you e- mentioned about technology because I think technology really enable us to do that more easier as well.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I think there is this notion of is it a text, is it an email, is it a call, mm-hmm. is it worthy yeah. of a? I feel sometimes we have so many tools and so many touch points. Uh, then, then you kind of need a strategy. Is this just a quick text? Is this an email? Is this a call? Yes. Do you find yourself kind of figuring out? Is there a strategy here? Is there like? Do you use different channels in different ways yeah. for different purposes?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm glad that you brought that up because, like, if you think that, like, especially like, you no, know, we talk about like building relationship with your client, and I really find like, you no, know, with text messaging, it's actually really, it's a more casual way of communication than just over email and yeah and I obviously there's certain clients they prefer to do that form of communication some probably wanted to keep it over email so like um so I thought adjust based on that so but clients who actually appreciate text message yeah those relationships tend to be very strong yeah yeah i good.
0: always feel like yeah. oh we're on a text message basis i feel like oh i'm in the nook <laughs> like I yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. A, right. a deeper yeah. connection there there's something yeah. more yeah. that i'm a text message yeah. away or something versus exactly. an email yeah. yeah or when you get an email it's only a title there's no it's just a subject line there's no text i'm like oh there you go i think we're deepening yeah. the relationship yeah, don't exactly. you yeah do yeah, you have some kind of some kind of like things like that, that you kind of as- associate to like, oh, this is a relationship now. There's something sort of uh, soft signals oh, or different yes. things like that, that you kind of go, oh, this is a relationship or this is, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I agree.
1: Yeah, I think the text mess like if you're able to do a text messaging, yeah, I think that's sort all of, um, yeah, elevate the relationship into a different level for sure, 100%. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. So you, um, ventured out and there's so much respect in this notion of you founded leon dragon you did your thing you branched out um a lot of courage a lot of like i just hats off um did you does it change your ability to be client first does it does it make it easier for you to be client first to be on your own that way
1: Mm. i find not not easy i guess yeah i guess it's a bit easier in a way that I like um like knowing what clients want like knowing in terms of like you know what the expectation what like how the organization like how information is going to be shared um i think it just allowed me to and also like just see stories like how much how like how much story do you want to tell do you mean like how do you when do you be more precise when do you get to the point like so um so it just uh, helped me understand once i understand the audience and how the information is going to be used so i i um it, i think it helped me to really craft the narrative and also the story the recommendation um yeah so i think like being on the client side i, I think it helps a lot mm-hmm. um yeah just with the way how i sort of yeah how i sort of um run the business and also like how i make sure that the output is going to be like um actionable
0: for the client okay a bit more control on the output on the outcome Mm -hmm. and so forth yeah i can see that i do think though that client first like i've been coaching quite a who's our businesses are slightly different but um over the years i've been coaching people and there's there's this or mentorship but there's this notion of being client first Mm -hmm. um and i had a really um interesting conversation with someone i'm mentoring um right now who said but Cl- and she just blurted client first but at what cost mm-hmm. how yeah I, I had an answer but I'd love to sort of throw it at oh. you client first but like h- at what cost like how do you set boundaries how do you navigate the client first aspect
1: mm, yeah I find like it's I think as probably you agree to like you know running the business like clients everything so yeah so i like um i think the i find like the on the personal life side it a more, more difficult to me because i you like i spend a lot of time with my clients and my projects and then like um i'm still trying to figure out how i can better sort of manage my like personal life because you sort of prioritize some um, all the other things so like i find like um yeah it's more the and I love what recommendation from you. you
0: have- yeah, for sure. I, yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what yes. my husband tells me.
1: Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I think there's... So I think it's... it's um, I love being client first. I mean, I fully agree with you and you've had these conversations before we're like cut from the same cloth in regards to client is first it's all about you know it's not about us it's just about making the client Mm -hmm. look good like Mm -hmm. i literally will say what can i do to make you look good how can i get (laughs) like that's really what what we want to do we're just the pedestal at the end of the day Mm -hmm. and helping them shine um but but yeah i think my my husband is um is a big part of my success in that sense. Um, I think, and I'm sure you can say the same, but there's something about that, that it is that setting boundaries and clear Mm -hmm. boundaries and whatnot. I do think there's something fabulous though about um, owning your business Um, because, and I don't know how you feel about it because I I feel freer. I feel Mm -hmm. up to a certain point where I only answer to clients. Yeah, exactly. And so, Yeah. And so because I want to answer because that's my priority and where I love to spend most of my time and dedicate most of my time Mm -hmm. on my career side, I feel like I'm free to really do that. Mm -hmm. And I just I'm a bit more to quote Seinfeld master my domain a bit um, with regards to that. But I yeah, my husband's a big part. I think at one point my husband's like, I think I should get a salary um, just because, Uh you know, on the home front. I to okay. yeah. navigate that, but I think I'm a bit more comfortable or maybe I give myself greater permission to say, uh, you know what, we're not going to go on this trip. We're going to do that, but let's go on this trip because I can do that later. Like, I feel I can sort of make it more of a lifestyle kind of, oh, and yeah. less siloed approach to separation of my career and my life. They're a bit more integrated in that sense yeah so I think I, there's a greater quality but how about yeah how do yeah. you uh, No,
1: I, I agree with you I, I find like um like running your own business i, I think it really helps you prioritize because i remember like being in corporate then like, you have to, like so many different like priorities different people that you work with whereas like being on your own like you can really stay focused on the client yeah and then uh, on the personal side yeah i wish all my i see my partner Rob. He always wished that I worked less, he said that yeah. I worked too yeah. much, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So um, for me, I'm still like, trying to learn how I sort, really sort of balance my personal life and also my work life.
0: Yeah. And I think over the years, like I, I think I've I've embraced a few things. And so like, I made a promise to my husband when I had my son, I said, I'm not going to work weekends anymore. And I mm-hmm. haven't worked a weekend in 13 years. Um, So I made him, I'm like, there's one promise. I can keep you that promise. Now, do I have a hobby? Probably not. Like doing arts and crafts with my son, probably. Well, he's too old for that now. But I mean, there's something like that. Um, But I think it's sticking to one or two promises and staying that. I think that has helped. Um, but, yeah, I really feel free. Like, it, there's something also about technology. Like, I didn't want, like, as a qualitative researcher and moderator, mm-hmm. traveling was sort of just a given. Um, yeah. And I think just doing a lot of things online, like, ten, starting that 10 years ago whatnot, also allowed me to be at home at night a bit more mm-hmm. than in a focus group facility somewhere, which I still love. Um, and during COVID, I was like, I'm literally grounded, which is – Sad, um, but I think a balance of both and being able to say, but I never say no to a client. I've never been able to. Have you?
1: I honestly, if you ask me this question, like no, I, I up to for two and a half years now, I have not said no yet. Yes, yeah, yeah. I always want to try to make it work.
0: Yeah, and I yeah. mean, and I don't feel like it's costing me anything. I, yeah. I think there is something about let's do that, but here are the implications or let's do that and hear how we do it or how we can do it or what it means and sort of helping them, empower them to actually understand the implications of the ask and what it means. Yeah. But yeah, I've never said no. And I don't think that makes me a people pleaser. It comes at a cost either. I just think I like it. Like I get something out yeah, of that.
1: but I feel like we're a solution provider. Like we should be able to come up with different solution options. Yeah. yeah.
0: Do you think and it's interesting because we've been talking about, you know, doing this for a really long time and sort of this Mm -hmm. notion of being client first in a sustainable way so that Mm -hmm. it doesn't, you know, and I think there is and we were talking about this offline, but there's something about a lot of people actually came up to me and said, I want to venture on my own. I'd like to be on my own. What's Mm -hmm. your, you know, what are your key lessons learned and what are you sort of your advice or whatnot? Um, and it's been interesting to mm-hmm. to hear and to talk about that, but I feel like being on my like having owning the business does help me be able to be client first on the long mm-hmm. term and not burning mm-hmm. out for mm-hmm. some reason. What's your your two years and a half in? Do you does that resonate with you?
1: You mean like um You mean being, uh, being so being on the client side? Oh, um, being
0: like being the founder and CEO of Leo and Dragon, does it feel like you could be client first in a more comfortable, sort of manageable, sort of long term way?
1: Yes, yeah. So I think um, yeah, being on your own, we got a little more control like mm. of your day to day and also your priorities. Yeah, so like, um, I think so much of what we talked about earlier, like, really allow you to stay focused in terms of the, what are the priorities are. Yeah. And then, so like, given like, you know, we talked about earlier, like, clients, everything, right? Without clients, like, yeah. So that for me, like, clients is number one priority, especially mm-hmm. for my business. Yeah. So, like, um, and I've been on your own, like, I feel like I can really control that mm-hmm. and then, like, um, and stay fully focused. Um, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. And I mean, where do you see so client first is such something? I feel like it's always been part of what we've done. But do you, how, what do you see or what do you feel like could be improved, uh, could improve our industry?
1: Mm, I find, I think the, just more collaboration between, I mean, between the suppliers and also the clients, right? Yeah, I feel like there's like a lot more communication can be in place, like, um, yeah, more relationship building. It shouldn't be like a transaction-based type of relationship. Yeah, because I think we're all in, we're building something together. Like whenever there's a project in place or like a client you're working with, like, You know you're building that relationship you're building that collaboration so um yeah so it should be the focus should be on the output and also the 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 fine you're gonna have along the way yeah so um yeah so i find like that's really important and really less on transaction Mm base yeah transaction-based type of relationship
0: yeah and i think that's also part of probably what makes it easier to be client first Mm-hmm. If you if you feel valued and you feel like you're part of something, I think you're gonna be your best self and bring your best work, um, mm-hmm. versus just being probably executing on something and being siloed and so. Which I think is sort of the same for supplier, same for an employee up to a certain point. You're part of a team. You're part of a team, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, Yeah, I think that also, in my experience, um, I think being part of the team and valued in that sense and truly collaborating, I think probably makes it easier also to be client first just because it's so much more meaningful.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you want to make sure that the clients are getting value and also they're actually really enjoying the experience with you, right? Like, I think, um, yeah, because the clients have so many options, so many choices, right yeah yeah. so like you want the experience with you to be really special Mm. yeah 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 the
0: michelin star analogy right
1: yeah yeah i love the (laughs) michelin star experience yes Yes. (laughs) everything always comes back to food yes always
0: (laughs) Always. as it should (laughs) and how do you make sure are there some things that you strategically sort of aim for to make sure you do you know, provide that Michelin star kind of experience and journey?
1: Yeah, like I always want to make sure that like, um, like every touch point is sort of really seamless for the client. Um, and also like, I really want to like, to always make sure that like, um, not just mean expectation, but exceed expectation. Mm. So I find like, um, yeah, I find that's really important in terms of exceeding expectation. And I like the wow factor, like at the very end. So when they like see the output, even though we sort of talk through in terms of the story and things like that, but it's like the wow factor at the very end. Um, Yeah, just see their face. That just yeah, that makes me very happy.
0: Yeah. Mm. And do you have an example of a wow factor or something that you do to exceed expectations?
1: Yeah, well, it's more like the storytelling, but like the output that we deliver. Yeah. So like, um, yeah, I was just before this, I was just on the call with the client. Um, yeah, I just show, show him in terms of like the output. We're doing some work and then, yeah, he just, just sees his face. Like, oh, wow, this great job. <laughs> yeah. So that, that come out that to me, it's very rewarding. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's something really interesting in it. Um, Would you have any kind of advice for someone who's starting up in our our industry who is listening to this and trying to navigate this client-first space um, and trying to also set boundaries and do it, you know, in a sustainable way? Any advice?
1: I would say, like, um, yeah, really try to, like, get to know your clients. Um, build that relationship. Um, yeah, do you like always try to, like for me, I find like, you know, try to give yourself some kind of goal in terms of like exceeding exceeding expectations. Um, I find like if you have some kind of goal in place in terms of how you want to like, you know, build that relationship with your client, um, I find it's, um, I think it will just help, like, will have a high, high, goal that you want to uh, accomplish.
0: Yeah. What's the favorite question or maybe a favorite question or favorite thing to do to build a relationship with a client?
1: I would just say like more like just getting to know them, like, yeah. Like getting to know them, um, as a person and also what their aspirations are as well. Yeah and also like what do they want to like sort of accomplish in terms of the career i find like um just knowing the, the the personal motivation and personal goals i think that also really helped um to oh, build really? that yeah to build that relationship yes yeah
0: how does it help sort of understand their their personal motivations and your goal and their goals
1: well because like you understand i like, know how how they work um how they like once you understand sort of the, their career ambition, what do they want to do? Like you sort of know in terms of how important certain project like that. to mean, like how um how the like the role of the project could potentially play um into like helping them accomplish like you know all these little touch points um will probably eventually sort of ladder up to like you know like how they shine within the organization. So like um. Yeah, so I just try to like understand a bit better in terms of how, yeah, how they like to work, their sort of personal aspiration and things like that. So that really sort of helped me understand how I sort of cater my approach and also like, um, yeah, the outputs and things like that with them.
0: Yeah. Do you make what it, do you think? it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting. So I, I don't know about you, but I always say, you know, the, the first person you moderate is your client. Yeah. so to speak. It's a short, it's a, a proxy and a short, um, a shortcut to saying, to get to know them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've, I've always, and, and it's interesting how with some people it gets really personal really quickly mm-hmm. and with the, with others, it doesn't. And it doesn't mean the relationship is necessarily not as strong or not as long standing. Um, but yeah, I found, I find that sometimes I have to, like with some people it's fine it's super personal it's really quickly and for others it's not it really depends yeah. um also i do think there's like any kind of human relationship there's some moments that you just i found throughout my career with some people that i'm like i just need to show up in that moment and if i don't it's gonna have an impact very much like it would for a friendship or someone in my family, or something mm-hmm. of the likes. Like there are some moments where you just need to show up for some reason in some way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you, you personally, do you have you faced any sort of challenges as well? Like,
0: um. So I have um, relationships that span probably eighteen years, if not longer. Mm-hmm. So I think I have one specific rela- relationship that I think I've been part of every single, like throughout the entire corporate ladder kind of thing. Um, yeah. And there's something about, um, there's like a shorthand. So that's really interesting. So I have really long, I have newer relationships and Mm -hmm. I have really long-term relationships. I Mm -hmm. have relationships probably that yourself that, that, the people I know, but they've, I've, well, you and I are kind of on that sense where the relationship actually mid, like changes, corporate environment changes kind of context or business context, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting. Um, when no, that wow. happens, it's probably easier to navigate because there is a some, something of, okay, I know you, but who do you want to be in this context? What are your challenges in this context? Why did right. you move? Tell me about the business. I think the the one thing that I'm mindful of is when you get into a really like an old couple kind of relationship, where I think you with every project, or if something happens, you also have to keep asking the questions. Don't make assumptions. Very much like I've been married 25 years, you've been like, you probably know what I'm talking about. But there is this notion of make sure you don't assume things you get in a relationship where you can start start making assumptions sometimes which i think that's the one thing that sometimes i mm. have to on Love.
1: yeah that's true Yeah, it's like it's almost like yeah because i like, you get too comfortable uh, with certain clients then like but you have to sort of remind like what the end goal is
0: yeah, yeah. And I mean, is yeah. there someone new? And then you're like, Oh, but there's a new brand director or there's a new CMO mm-hmm. or there is like a new CEO or there's like, that's happening. Like there's something about keep asking questions about the contacts, any yeah. new news. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of that. And I've, I've, I've sort of, I watched the news, um, on all the, the key folks basically. I keep, I keep, in check and I will snap yeah. pictures I will send news articles I will do and say yeah. hey is there any other new news or I say on this how is this is this affecting mm-hmm. something should we yeah. you know take that into account or something so I keep sort of but it that's a discipline that I've sort of um, learned over the years because yeah. at one point I did make just one assumption and I thought it was the same thing for the same thing because it nothing's pointed to the opposite and it it, i didn't get a wow I went okay but i didn't get a wow and so striving for that wow i i think that's something i've yeah. learned over well, I, I
1: really like the idea because i i, I remember you that do that I, you, you come to your son if you see an article you will share with me with el- some others like no that's fantastic because like you always and that's also i don't know way to keep more top of mind um yeah because too yeah i think they really appreciate that
0: and, and I'm probably kind of naive about it because I will just do it because I like the people and I like yeah. the things. Yeah. Um, But don't like getting the wow. Yes. But at the end, like we, we work in CPG quite a bit, but there's something about either grocery shopping or going to a location or something and mm-hmm. seeing something. You're like, oh, they listen. Yeah, I feel like there's the wow. And then there's like, oh, you know, there's like the.
1: There's a bit the of me in
0: there, which yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah which I think yeah. that's also part of the hey, thank you. Like I it yeah. usually comes with a thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's also part of the exciting, like the, the work the work that we do. mean, like because it's, it's so like you can see like how it gets manifested in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Right, but like yeah, that's also the exciting piece.
0: Yeah. So. One last thing, because I I don't want to go over, but there's something about, like, we're clearly super passionate about this. We're clearly all about the clients. And that's what we, like, feeds us and Mm -hmm. keeps us going. Um, How do you, how, what would you say to someone who's coming up to actually, like, what could I tell my team, essentially, to have that Mm -hmm. passion for the client, to have that Mm -hmm. sort of, to be motivated buy the client and buy that wow how do you ignite that in someone else
1: yeah i feel like it's almost like you they have you understand like um yeah without the client i think we talked about from the beginning without the client there would not be a business for us yeah so um yeah so build. uh really invest the time to build those relationships um with the client um yeah because I like, client have so many options there's so many options out there right so and it's really hard for as you probably a as well like for like to get attention Like, right? there's so much noise out there so it's really hard to get attention so like um yeah like if there's someone who's willing to work with you like you really want to like nurture that relationship and because it's giving you a chance so i really feel like the someone new coming in, they really have to understand those, those contexts. it's not about the context, I think this is like a really important context that they really have to really understand. Um, yeah, so that's why I invest in time with clients to make sure that they have the best Michelin star experience is so critical.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think. <laughs> Clients okay. are the are what are providing you the privilege that you have right now. I think there is yeah. a bit of that, right? Yeah. yeah but exactly. we're grateful for clients. Yeah, grateful exactly. for clients. Yeah, yeah exactly. grateful for clients. Um, so I've so you've probably watched. You've probably watched. I speak French. You know this. I'm in Montreal right now, um, sitting at my desk. There's something that I love to do, which is add a French twist. So the inspiration behind this comes from. Probably the, well, you're probably familiar with the actor Studio. It's Bouillon yeah. Culture. Uh, the actor Studio has a 10-question 10, 10 sort of um, version of it. I shortened it down to four um, because I like sort of asking the same questions to see if the answers are different or not um, and, and if there's a trend. So you've accepted to play the game. So here we go. Here's yeah. the first one. Um, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt?
1: So... So besides food, I also love fashion. So I'm always really curious what, what it feels like to work as a top fashion designer and also like work in the high end fashion industry. Yeah. So like that would be something that I'm really curious to try.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there is as much drama as we <laughs> exactly. think there are. Yes. Yeah. There is. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Can we let our emotions just yeah, run wild? Exactly. You know, yeah. <laughs> that would yeah. be interesting. Um, what is your favorite word? Collaboration. Mm, has it always been your favorite word?
1: I think uh, probably the last five years. Yeah, I think as I get more mature and also like, um, especially starting like uh, the old dragon, I think. Yeah, I think that like I appreciate this work more and more.
0: Mm. Yeah. Do you do your job that, sorry, sidebar, but do you approach your job or the client-first aspect the same way today as you did probably 10, 15 years ago oh, when you were early? I, in your think, career?
1: I think when I first started, I didn't, I don't think um, I knew like how important. <laughs> being client-first yeah yeah. I think I learned, learned more about it as I started um, getting more immersed on the client side. yeah. and then also then the time that I spent at that PE also like really helped me in terms of the importance of it like being back being yeah. back on the supplier side and coming back again to the client side. I think that really helped me understand like how important yeah being client mm-hmm. first, how critical that is
0: yeah i feel like at this point in my career i still have to prove myself i still want to prove myself and sort of do it better um but i feel like less of a need to do it or like i don't so i'm probably um i move less quickly so i probably listen better than i have ever like outside of focus groups like my job is to listen I've I've always been good at listening but I feel like even just with clients or in debriefs or with my team I feel like I'm just I'm happy just sitting down and listening mm-hmm. I don't feel like I need to be the first one always to show up and the first one to answer because I don't feel like I have to prove myself as much yeah, yeah. I, agree. I don't know there's something mm-hmm. interesting there yeah there's something a bit more I think yeah the wisdom yeah. is coming yeah. through um <laughs> What is your least favorite for uh, the favorite word?
1: No, I can't do this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> From someone else, or are you telling it to someone? Uh,
1: it's either both ways, yeah, yeah, okay. both ways.
0: Okay, and why is that your least yeah, favorite I, expression? I find like
1: you, there's always a solution to anything. Like, yeah, there's yeah. Word, yeah. We are solution All providers, exactly. right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was I, I think I get up in the morning and say if there's a will there's a way. yeah <laughs> like, yes, exactly. yeah. Um, and what is the best thing that a mentor has told you that to this day mm-hmm. still has stayed with you and you still find useful Yeah
1: I like, always push yourself to exceed expectations so not just meeting expectation. Yeah. so I think like I mentioned yeah. that like earlier as well because like it's because of what this mentor told me? and really, like, yeah, stay with me. You know.
0: Yeah. Is that what you because I know you mentor as well? Is that what you impart as well? Or is there something else yeah, that you impart? That's what
1: I tell. Like, so we've been having my like, intern coming to work with us. Yeah, that's that's what I, I tell yeah, that,
0: yeah. And um, but I feel like you need to know expectations. Mm-hmm. Right. In order to exceed yeah. them. Yeah, it comes full circle. Yeah. It comes back to getting to know your client yeah. and sort of, yeah. You need empathy to be able to build empathy for yeah, others, don't exactly. you? Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. Joseph, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you, thank so, you much so much for, having, for having, me. having
1: me.
0: This was amazing. Thank you so much. Um, such a success, such a privilege. Hats off. Oh, thank
1: you so much. I have so much fun. Thank you so much for having me.
0: This is perfect. Such a part of my quality of life. Awesome. Um, and so to the listeners out there, please tune in to episode six. Keep an eye out. More information about that will be coming. And hopefully um, this has sparked inspiration. That is the intent. And I look forward to our next, that next guest. Keep an eye out. Um, and that, that information is coming to you soon.